Welcome everybody to another episode of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. And of course, before we get things started, thanks to our sponsors at Pollyanna DIY. They do enamel pins and all sorts of other just kind of fun throwback items in general. Uh, so check them out. Of course, thanks to Angelo's Pizza, who keeps us fed here while we record for you and keeps you fed when you purchase their pizza at our AIW live events. Check them out on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to independentwrestling.tv, the streaming service where you can catch all sorts of past and recent AIW shows. Make sure you sign up for that streaming service. Not just AIW, but plenty of other promotions that are out there that are a lot of fun to watch. That's independentwrestling.tv. So on this week's episode, uh, we've kind of a little roundtable sidestep of things, I guess. A lot has happened in the world of independent professional wrestling. You all know it. If you're a listener of this podcast, you're obviously an independent wrestling fan. You've probably paid attention, even if you just paid attention a little bit. Uh, the only way to miss everything that's been going on has been probably if you've lived underneath a rock for the last, oh, I don't know, even three months, a lot has changed. Would you say, John? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it hasn't even necessarily just, uh, like, you can't even just even use the term affecting independent wrestling like it's affecting like pro wrestling as a whole is is in the process of dramatically changing you know as as the days go on i mean even as we record this you know what i mean uh so much has probably changed in the you know in yeah. the in between time right now um i guess i should say joining us of course uh the duke uh dominic Garini chiming in uh, potentially worldwide, he walks back in this door. Uh, as always, AIW owner John Thorne, and my name is Stevie I, your moderator of sorts. Uh, but I mean, even before we started recording this episode, we were talking about people. The big thing that's happening right now more exclusive contracts than ever before. Does that sound accurate? Well, I mean, not from ever before, because I mean, you know, uh, this is. similar to, I guess, you know, the, the wrestling boom of the 90s, or. or at least it's being anticipated to to be. You to know be what I mean? That, yeah. Um, a, a lot, a lot is really still unknown about what the impact of everything is going to be with the launch of this AEW company. Um, you know, because at, there's a just a lot of speculation and a lot of rumors, and it's going to be this and it's going to be that. <laughs> um, and the thing that you know we do know is people are signing contracts. Right. Um, when they become exclusive, if they become exclusive, I assume that they're becoming exclusive, um, unless you know it's some sort of special sort of situation. So it's it, it, there's there's a lot of uncertainty right now. I think for it, specifically independent wrestling promoters uh right there's a lot of uncertainty not only just me just every independent wrestling promoter right now well, is kind of just sitting in uh, like it's like you're you know it's like saved by the bell like it's like freeze you know what i mean like it's like yeah. you're just sitting there watching you know w waiting for the world to start moving again you know what i mean you're trying to analyze everything and even if these contracts aren't exclusive there's still contracts people are contractually obligated to something like ethan page is a guy who's he's under contract to impact wrestling so they tugged on hey that contractual obligation and he had to go to mexico as opposed to us so things like that impact the independent bookers as well right and i mean there's been situations like this over the years you know uh when Ring of Honor first started doing contracts and stuff like that, like now, like if somebody's in Ring of Honor, you could it's you could basically assume that you can't book them anymore because they're signing the majority of their talent to exclusive contracts. Like when it first started, it, it was a lot like um, you know. I, I guess right now, you know, the MLW contracts are kind of similar to that, to where it was just kind of like like uh, booking contracts. You know what I mean? And like uh, you're signing this contract, you're getting X amount for every one of your bookings and we get um we get first kind of dibs on your bookings and can pull you off of bookings and things like that like that's kind of how this started i don't i don't know how many years ago that that was probably i don't know like six seven years ago um 
you know, and then, uh, you know, same thing with TNA, where, like, TNA has gone back and forth, or Impact now, you know, like, you used to be able to book them to the office, then you couldn't, then they couldn't do indies, now they can do indies. Um, this thing is, is kind of, and Evolve did that, and there's been other, you know, contract things to where it was mainly just, it wasn't, like, exclusive situations, it was like, um, hey, if we decide to run a show, you have to do our show. In which that's something that we've dealt with numerous times over the years with, you know, Evolve just randomly popping up a show on, you know, X amount of weeks notice. And, you know, then they, they got to pull people off or, you know, Ring of Honor has pulled people off of our shows before. Um, so that's really not new. But what's making this new is the possibility of this exclusivity. Yeah. Um, well, I think the difference is probably there's so much more money involved right now because back in the day when you say, oh, they might pull somebody from a show, if they have a show, but if not, you can go work for them because the, the company didn't have the power to say you're not going to go work for them because I'm going to pay you this money and if you do, we're going to pull your contract. Well, and the, the people needed to eat, so they were like, well, we got, we got to go wherever we can make money. Now, there's so... These these new people have so much money that I don't think it makes a difference to them. They're just like, look, you're going to work for us or you're not. And we're going to guarantee you money that's going to be more than you're going to make anywhere else. Right. And if you say, I want to go work here this weekend, we'll just say, no, you can't because you work for us now. And that, I, think, I think there's a bit of a power shift just because of all the money that's involved. Well, and... So, you know, that has some, you know, some valid points in there. But I think what is really hard to, uh, I guess, for people to understand, especially maybe newer fans or, you know, newer, you know, just newer, even independent wrestlers is, you know, they weren't, they weren't around for the, you know, the the attitude era, the wrestling boom of the night, you know what I mean? Where these, all these companies and everybody's a star and there's a lot of money going around and like independent wrestling wasn't really something that you really heard about too much in, you know, in, in those days um, to where now the independent wrestling's kind of had, you know, this, this rise over the last few years. And now people with money, well, they're, they're recognizing the talent is there and now they have the resources to couple with the talent. So, they're going to take a run for it and see if they can make it work. And well, what the thing the thing about it is is you know, like the independent wrestling has been rising and things like that, and uh, people have been developing their own followings and their own fan bases and stuff. And you know, WWE has gotten aggressive, has gotten aggressive with with signing independent wrestlers um, over the last I don't know what would you say. Four or five years specifically, yeah, 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 more so. And you know, now what's 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 happening is is they're you know with this with this new thing is WWE is going to get more aggressive, so they're getting aggressive. So now Ring of Honor has to get aggressive. You know what I mean? And then there's these other companies, kind of like MLW and Impact, that are kind of there for what's left over. So I, I guess the the true impact of this whole thing is, is going to be, it's yet to be determined. Do you think that there's, uh, I mean, to that point, because a lot of these guys have made a name for themselves, uh, and some of these companies are coming up with TV deals, and those are yet to really truly be seen. It's just kind of been talked about. But is there, is there an advantage to allowing these guys to stay on the independents to kind of, you know, just from an audience standpoint... If people don't necessarily know where all well, but, these things are on TV yet, but you know the guy's but, making a name, like, oh wow, now I want to watch this guy on TV. But Steve, you every week, if you're that guy, yeah, and somebody comes to you and says, we want to sign you to an exclusive sure, contract do. that's more money than you've seen, yeah, for a while, you're not. No one in their right mind is going to say, you know what, I'm not ready yet. Right, come back to me in a year. I'm going to do these couple things, and I want well, to get no, better. No, I, th- and then- I think I think what he was trying to say was. 
is there an advantage to them going out and marketing themselves to these niche fan bases? It's a not have a non. There's there's an advantage to them if they're if they're not ready and they go out there and they fall on their face. Well, well no, rather um, than having, I'm saying rather than having an exclusive I, contract, I think I think he's saying it from like a marketing sort of thing. Yeah. Like, um, hey, this guy is out, kind of flying the flag. All these guys are flying the flag for yeah. the brand all over the country. Yes. or all over the world. Well, you have to, you but have, you have to weigh that. Well, that's what I was going to say. As a person, you have to say, you have to objectively look at it and say, where am I going to make the most money? Where am I going to maximize? No, 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 no. Whatever he's, else. He's saying about it, for the brain. He's, he's saying, saying for, the, for the company. He's saying for as an a, AEW talent, is there an advantage to allowing them to go out and wrestle the independents every weekend and promote the brand? No, to, there isn't. And that's I, I, I see both sides, but if I am the money guy, I'm saying no, because if you get hurt and you can't do my television if, show. If, if, right. if they get hurt do a television show, if they see them at wherever we, if we pull somebody in and they see us, see them on one of our shows, then they don't have to DVR AEW because I just saw this dude. If, they, if AEW ever comes to Cleveland, you might not buy a ticket because you're going to see him somewhere else. <clears throat> I mean, I, I wouldn't think so. And that's what... Nobody knows right now. There's so much uncertainty of what's going to happen, and you know, I I understand the the mindset of the independent wrestling fan that it's like, oh, you know, they could do it. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but if you're giving these guys who are at most have been making a couple hundred bucks a night, um. And you're putting the numbers that are rumored. You know what I mean? Like, everybody can look around and see the rumored numbers. You know, I'm not going to say them, but they're, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of money that is being ta- talked about. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't expect a guy to pass that money up. But at, at the same time, you can't, you, you know, you, you can't be mad when a guy is, it's like he's buying... He's buying, you know, and he's buying investments. And but okay, from a from a from a business perspective, that's really what you're doing. You're saying, you're basically saying you have, and I'm just spitballing here, but Con, the the Con guy from AW, he has X amount of dollars with which to buy talent. Okay, and he's going to say, okay, I'm going to divvy up the talent, the money based on this. I'm I know. Barring some ridiculous injury or ridiculous happening, these guys are going to make me money, and these guys are going to draw get eyes to the product. These other guys, I'm going to take a flyer on them. We're going to see what happens. Maybe we can turn them into something. If not, they're getting downside money. Probably it's the it's the money's already gone because they've already allocated it to that. Okay, they've already said this is what we're going to spend, and they're going to take a chance. And try to, I mean, that's what WWE does. They sign all these people. Everybody that gets signed doesn't leave NXT and get called up. A lot of them get released because they just took a shot and it didn't work. Well, and that's a thing that I I feel is going to change. I feel the days of the releases are done. You know what I mean? I think WWE is just going to sit and pay assets, you know, just because. But but to that point, if. Again, and for going back to the business side of it, if you don't think you can get anything out of an asset, and I know we're talking about people like they're things, but they're not. But I mean, if if if, if you invested an asset and you have it for three years and it's in your developmental system, and for whatever reason you just can't get anything out of it, there's no advantage to you paying it more, continuing to pay it. Rather than letting it go somewhere else, and maybe they can make something out of it. It, it just is that that's not good business. But, no, but I mean, if you're paying somebody like you know a drop in the bucket for a billion dollar company, I understand, I understand that for but, them not to like elevate other places besides but, but your to, thing. To his point about releases or a thing in the past, multiply that drop in the bucket by 50, 75, whatever you're doing, because they're going to have performance centers. All, I mean, they're going to have 30 performance centers all over the world. So they're going to have a right. gazillion people in development. I mean, they've been like running, like, until like a few, maybe a year or two ago, they've been running NXT at a loss. Like, so, like, I think they're ready to, like, keep on doing that, especially with, like, a new company popping and off. If, if, if they can, if it's all, 
Vince McMahon is not stupid. It's all about return on investment. The whole reason they're investing in all these things is because they think the return is greater than the investment they're laying out. But you don't think they that, are not going to. You don't. You don't think they're investing these things to prevent somebody else from gaining traction and getting a return. Part of that's part of it. That was that was why they were. That's why they were calling up all or signing up all the all the people before. This is a different animal now. You have somebody that probably has more money well, available like, than Vince McMahon, for example, who is going to do because this this family owns. A professional football team and a Premier League soccer team, both of which are probably worth close to a billion dollars apiece. The rumor, the rumor net worth. And, and it, those are just the two things. But I'm saying the okay, there's the, more than that. The rumored net worth is around six or seven billion dollars, which which is three or four times what because McMahon's not a billionaire anymore, right? I, I think he's think. worth one. Yeah, is he okay? It's not the Ted Turner thing where I want to beat him. I, 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 there's where there's egos. I, I, I think they want to. I don't beat think. Him. I, I don't. I don't. Th- I think they want to put on a good product and they want to show that they don't have to go there to have a good wrestling show. But you just you, you don't make six billion dollars or one billion dollars by but, pissing but, money away. But you're. Well, we're not saying we're not saying that they're the guys that are gonna. That are going to piss money away. More so, I think, where Thorne was getting at is you're not going to see any releases come from the WWE anytime soon because why are they going to take guys that they cultivated into their system and let them go elsewhere? Well, that's the point. If, if, they, if they realize <coughs> they have a guy under contract for a year or two years and for whatever reason, it just ain't working. Whatever they try, whatever they do, it's but just, they that's he's a, learning how to wrestle. He's running, learning how to, the, work, but he's just not connecting. He's not with their fan. But base. it's not, that's not that's There's not no, what I'm. That's not who we're talking. That's about. that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying what I'm saying is is they just don't have the time to get every single person that they sign over, even if they are capable of it, because they don't have enough television time and enough. You know what I'm saying? Like not enough resources. But not, but they're, but though. But then they'll they'll either develop more resources to to uh, accentuate the talent, or you're just at that point you're just you're having people so other somebody else doesn't have people. It just doesn't make sense. Well, you already saw a precedent, but I th- of this with Neville slash Pac. Sure. I mean, that now, just now, now you're paying guys. Now you're paying guys and girls that you think are good that you potentially. Your only reason you're not using them is because you don't have room. You're still pissing money away. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 the WWE at this point. You know, like like there's been this has been the closest that they've had to competition in 20 years, um, and they were doing this practice when it was just Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Like this thing kind of came out of nowhere, Adam. You know, uh, but uh, before we continue this debate, my point is. Is as passionate as independent wrestling fans are, and they don't understand. Uh, the The bottom line is, is, no independent wrestling company is going to be able to compete with any offer from any of these companies. You, you can't compete. Ring of Honor is offering six figure deals. You know this AEW thing is offering six figure deals. Um, you know you, you're hearing the NXT offers are going up to six figures. You know, so it's like it's great for the wrestlers. And it's kind of at a weird position right now for the independent wrestling promoters, and uh, you know, like I said, you don't we we don't know what's happening. You know what what has happened in between when we're recording this. You know, there's um, you know there's rumors of you know Ring of Honor wanting to sign more AIW guys. And, you know, and it's like you can't. There's nothing that we can do about it really. No, except for. Uh, wait and see and kind of wait for the dust to settle but you know i don't think the dust is going to settle for for a while and it's not going to be like the days like you know now if like you know if you remember like uh when samoa joe left tna and like we you know we were able to book him twice before you know he went to wwe now i don't know if you're getting that you're getting that indie tour anymore you know what i mean because it's going to be okay I'm done. Just well, that depends week. on the guy. I mean, that depends on the because I'm sure the sure guy and Samoa Joe didn't have that. to do that. Well, if there's 90 day clauses or whatever else, or it might say, but now you, you know, can't go to a major company if, or whatever. If you else. if you guys if you guys re- <laughs> if you guys remember when we booked Neil Dashwood, that was the first time that they enforced the 90 day clause on an yeah. independent booking. You know, so like 
if you're if they're enforcing that ninety no, day clause, I thought they had done that before. No, and then they and but then they just let it go. They, and they said don't they, worry about they it. They never enforced it on indies. They only enforced it on television. So you couldn't go to Ring of Honor. You couldn't go to Impact. But you know, it wasn't like, like the Impact rule, where like anything that went to DVD or no, nothing. You couldn't do anything. Like, but like when Cole Cabana got fired, he did PWG like the next day. You know, like you used to be able to start your independent bookings immediately. Uh, well, that's Neil, also from back when like WWE was not giving a shit about the indies. So, but no, but I'm just saying. So now they do give a shit about the indies, and they give a shit about all this other stuff. So you got your 90 day clause, and they say you can't do any independence. Well, then if this thing gets a tele, a big cable television show, and you're so, you know what I mean? Like, it, maybe you're not doing an independent. Maybe you're just waiting your 90 days, and then you're showing up on this new television show. Yeah, I, and, sure. And the indies are gonna, you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna get kind of skipped over um, of a lot of these big modern stars. I I feel. No, you, you're you're in a position, and and people like you are in a position where they're just gonna have to wait. They're going to have to wait and see what happens. And I, th- I, I would suspect you'd have a better answer by September, when when they're, when there. I think you get some stability in rosters and things like that. Right, and I mean we're in the first month of 2019. Right. You know what I mean? That's right, a that's right, a right. long that's a long wait right now. All I know is this is all reminding me of uh, an interview. It was an old interview with Kid Cash that I heard years <laughs> and years and years ago, and it was he was talking about when uh, I think it was like mid 2000s like when he was in TNA and like WWE came calling and he wanted out of his TNA contract and they wouldn't give it to him and they wouldn't give it to him and it was going on and on and on so then he just basically called up a bunch of uh, dirt sheets and like you know went on MySpace or whatever and was like Jerry Jarrett tried to fucking sexually molest me blah 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 and uh, he got a call from Jerry Jarrett the next day and it was like you want your release and he's like yep and he's like you got it yesterday so food for thought thought for anyone under contract i don't think i think those days are gone man the other side of this too is you know we talk about exclusive contracts but should somebody get a non-exclusive contract how does that impact the independent promoter in terms of you know now has their fee gone up because obviously that promotion wants a booking fee. absolutely not necessarily just because they're on tv but because that promotion wants you know, money for essentially, and also them this out. guy that's like on a TV deal, fucking is taking a risk doing non-TV shit, right? And well, Thorn, and, and like from your end, you know, as a promoter, are you scared to book that guy because out of nowhere, then all of a sudden, maybe they have some kind of weird commitment that they have to fulfill for their contract, and and that's yeah. and you know that's what's so unknown. It's like, oh, okay, maybe they're gonna allow it's what's called third-party bookings, which. Even through the 90s, WWF would allow third-party bookings. Um, you know, and uh, WC, like, you, you would hear, like, Mick, like, I think in his book, Mick Foley, like, did an indie shot in Ohio when he was, like, the world heavyweight champion and then went to the pay-per-view the next day. Like, guys used to be able to, you know, used to be able to book people out. I forget the story on exactly what stopped it, um, but, you know, you used to be able to, like, when I was like 15, I would call like WWF headquarters and like it, some, I think I got on the phone with maybe Kevin Kelly or something. And I think that you could book Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy for like 1500 bucks in like 1999. Uh, obviously that's not a thing that they do anymore. And they phased it. They phased it out. Somebody probably got hurt or somebody didn't. Make I think somebody, I think, I, I think mean. somebody did get hurt. Like tiger Ali Singh or something got hurt. Um, somebody that's like really knowledgeable and has a better memory than me is going to have to, uh, look into this for me. But, um, so that's what I'm saying though. Like say AEW allows third party bookings, say WWE allows third party bookings, you know, then you're banking your whole show on, you know, this guy is coming and then they pull him. you know? And it's just like, we've seen it with TNA in the past, you know, it's like, they pull somebody and they're going to like they're going to offer you somebody that you know you don't want that they you know what i mean like that they're just trying to get work do you think that because there are so many of these promotions starting to come out and we hear about the rumored tv deals that that is going to help things a little bit because they're going to have to have more of a an actual schedule and and calendar to to work by you know what I mean? Because now you're competing with all these other promotions. Well, I mean, 
if you can't use the talent, it doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, I mean well, you know, yeah, like I mean, if we're talking non exclusive Like say AEW is going to run Cleveland maybe once a year, if ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I, I don't think that matters. I'm but I'm going under the assumption unless I hear otherwise that anybody that's signing with AEW is off the table sooner rather than later. You know what I mean? Sure. Like you have to assume that they're off the table. And then you know, Ring of Honor is a is a whole different animal. We saw, you know, like PCO goes goes exclusive yeah. at the end of last year, cancels every booking but you know, Game Changer or whatever that weekend. And you still have guys going overseas to New Japan. Well, that's a whole different animal. Like a lot of these exclusive deals outside of WWE, they're exclusive only in the United States. You could do bookings in Canada, you can do bookings in Europe, you can do bookings in Japan. It's only exclusive. Like, like I can't book Ring of Honor guys, but if I had a promotion in the UK or anywhere else in the fucking world, I could book Jay Lethal right now. You right. know what I mean? Like, you can book, you can book any of these guys internationally as long as they don't have a date with Ring of Honor. And now, uh, and I assume that maybe AEW is is going to continue that you don't know you know like i said there's a lot of unknown like nobody knows what's going on with the new japan deal nobody knows what's going on with everything else so well yeah because it'll be interesting to see you know when we talk about bringing in overseas talent well now you have nxt uk which throws a whole other wrench into this equation well that's more to but you know what i mean you know like it's it's taking guys you know that's that's still unknown how I feel that's I feel that's more for WWE to get a foothold on a country that was really gaining momentum with yeah. its independent wrestling. Uh, WWE has gone in and signed up the majority of the talent. You know what I mean? And it's like, let's see what happens to the independent promotions. You know, right. like that they're affiliated with or whatever. I mean, there's so much what ifs going on, but you know the the thing that that kind of sucks is is okay like this is great for a lot of the wrestlers uh, especially anybody that has any sort of remote buzz there's going to probably be some sort of offer on the table but for the for the promoters it's like there's no uh there's no end game if you're an independent <laughs> wrestling promoter there's no like i'm going to go get signed to do this job here or you know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, this guy's going to, you know, get hired to go, you know, do this over here. So it's like we're all kind of at a standstill because there's no advancement for any of us. And there's no way that we know what to do with any of our companies right now because it's like even the WrestleMania card. You know, I've rebooked I, it. I was just going to say, you're I've, a promoter. Where do we go? I've rebooked it a hundred. I've rebooked it a hundred times, and I've erased the, the whole thing except for the two matches that are announced right now. Because it's like, who knows what the fuck is going to be, what's going to happen by April? You know, mm-hmm. you're already you're already seeing the war of the contracts happening. As you know, a few weeks ago, you saw Ring of Honor come in and sign Rush to an exclusive deal, so he gets pulled off of MLW, and you know, uh, there's going to be. You know, MLW has people signed, and you know uh, they want guys to report at their show at a certain time, so they have to. They've been pulled off of indie bookings that weekend, and you know the contract stuff is is getting really complicated, and I think it's going to get even more complicated as you know as we go on and get closer to this pending television announcement and deal that AEW supposedly has. Well, and you know, you're speaking just obviously as the AIW promoter, but what you're speaking to is something for all of the promoters at WrestleMania weekend. That's not just an AIW issue. That's I mean, it's an everybody issue depending on who you have booked on your show. You know, I've, you know, uh, I I know for a fact that some guys have booked some international talents and, you know, they've gotten emails that said, Oh, they've bought the flights and every, and everything. And, you know, they've got emails in the last few weeks that said, Oh, uh, hold off. Uh, he might be out, you know, and like, or she might be out because as I said, you know, with AEW coming into the picture, WWE is getting way more aggressive with, with signings. And I know that Duke debated this, but I think they're trying to sign assets and figure it, figure it out later. So they don't get them first. (coughs) I'm not saying that I'm saying once they figure out, they can't do anything with them. Yeah, but I mean, uh, 
if they. But could, I mean, it's it's a it's good for wrestlers now that have any kind, as he said, any kind of buzz behind. Them. It's also good for wrestlers that have no buzz behind them because now somebody's going to have to fill the independent dates. So, but that is my fear. Uh, so here's my fear on that. It's like people have gotten signed at such a rapid rate that there has been no real chance to bring up the next set of guys. Like, you know, there was always guy like it was always kind of a gradual ascent, you know, and people got signed up so quick that like, it's like independent wrestling doesn't have that middle class of talent anymore. It's like guys that, you know, and they're on everything and a bunch of other guys. No, because the, the business, the evolution of the business has been sped up by six billion dollar yeah it, it net worth. Like I mean, you know, it it's accelerated the entire process. You had that initial NXT boom, I feel like, where a bunch of guys got signed up and then that was great. They put them on main roster and like, man, now we're gonna grab all these other guys and everybody was kinda like, Well, what do we have now in the independence? In the last really three, four years, names again been built up and now you've got multiple promotions who are just like, Well, we'll just take everybody. And it's like so now, you know, not only is my fear, like, you can't book, like, a big premium talent to come in. You know, like, when we were able to book the Young Bucks, you know what I mean? Like, it'd pop a draw. Or, like, when Kevin Steen, like, he'd always put the draw up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, you know, Cole Cabana puts the draw up. You know, like, different guys. But now it's like, if all those guys are gone, it's like, who's that guy that everyone's going to want to see? And there's going to be so much free content available to the wrestling fans. That's what I was going to say there, yeah. Who knows if they're going to want to buy a DVD or come to an indie show to see a bunch of local wrestlers trying to figure out what the fuck they can do to be good, you know? Not even about the local wrestlers, but now if I'm a huge wrestling fan and I'm subscribed to the network... And let's say AEW is probably going to have a streaming service. So now I'm watching that content. I want to keep up with my. I don't think. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to have the streaming service. But they're probably going to. They're at least going to be on. (coughs) They're getting a library yet. We think they're at least going to be on TV. Yeah, they don't have a library to stream. True. They're going to have. They're going to get a big TV deal and TV cable TV is free. You know what I mean? It's not free, but it's free. You know what I mean? But you're DVRing. My point is, you're you're going to watch if you're somebody that constantly watches. WWE and plus their whatever they have on the network, you know, now you want to watch AEW, you want to watch Ring of Honor. If you're in a place that gets it, you can you watch MLW TV and you watch, you can watch Impact on Twitch. You watch Imp- yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that I could just sit at home and watch, some of which I'm already paying for through cable or streaming service. You know, I feel like that can become a big fear. We're like, well, why, well, why, that is, why, that why is, do I even leave my house? That is a, that's a huge fear is, are people going to be there for the independence once there's all this stuff and all your favorite guys from the independence are on television or on it, you know, they're, they're available at you to you without having to leave your house. And if you're an indie, you can't book those guys anymore to get the, I want to go see that guy live or I want to meet that guy. Seeing them live. We haven't even talked about the possibility of these promotions touring. Well, I'm sure they're going to tour, but, but like, but you know what I mean? Like WWE, WWE tours, away. you know, like, well, yeah, but WWE tours. But now you're talking about WWE touring, AEW touring. If Impact decides, well, wait, we want to keep up. I think it, tour. Unfortunately, I think Impact is going to be, be the big. They're going to be the big loser in this whole this whole thing. Like Impact and and MLW probably have the most to. They have more to lose than the independents because, like, I don't have millions of dollars at right in, in involved. I think that you know. AEW and the WWE stuff is is enough as it is yeah. to keep pe- people's attention spans. If you can't book these guys and then, okay, so we've been doing a lot with legends the last couple of years. Well, how many big stars has the WWE made in the last 20 years? Like, it's there's yeah. such a gap in, like, not you got to book somebody, like, from the Attitude Era or earlier, or it's like nothing. A lot of those guys are going to be dead pretty soon. You know, there's not too many of them left as it is. Uh, so uh, it's a big, there's a big fear in what if, uh, like how are the independents going to be able to sustain such a talent raid? Going back to the nineties when you have WWE and WCW 
I mean, I'll be honest. I was a guy that I didn't. I mean, I didn't have the internet at home, so it's not like I really knew about the independence much. But was that a? Uh, I guess was that an advantage because people weren't getting all of the content there. You, you know, so independents were able to kind of have a, a good life. Well, I mean, I was like, I was you know around independence in the late nineties, and yeah, it was. You, you got to think like in the late nineties, okay. Tito Santana was probably 40. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, so he was hitting the circuit all the time. You know what I mean? And all those guys, like Honky Tonk Man wasn't that old. All those 80s guys were booked everywhere, all over the world, every single weekend, three times a weekend, drawing people in because they were, that's, that's going back to what I said, WWE hasn't really made a star in 20 years that you could book on an indie. Yeah. So, um, there was an ad- advantage there for that. On top of you know when wrestling was hot, you know uh, there wasn't also all this technology. Like you had to watch it on Monday, or you had to set a VCR. You know, like it was, it was a lot more complicated. Or you could go to a live show. So when an in- like an indie in the late nineties, you know, you could just have wrestling on the marquee or whatever, and you know you're getting three four five hundred people and people are interested showing up just for locals and some random legend there now with all the technology i don't know if people are coming out for it or not you know like there's a there's a lot it's like a big wait and see you know are people going to be that motivated that can see all this wrestling all over the world are they going to be that motivated to come see the the local guys? Fucking, you know, hook them up. Does well, the replacements have to come from somewhere? I was going to say, does it uh, <coughs> does it help you or give you some positive feeling knowing you know you've you've created the AIW Academy and you know we're working to be on the forefront? I'm of not that. going anywhere. Before we even knew that this was going to happen, we kind of tried to get out. Well, I, 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 you know, the whole point of this was trying to get ahead of the NXT, like, roster mm-hmm. raids. Now you've, you know, nobody could have predicted, a, you know, a, a potential WCW-level company, you know yeah. what I mean, popping up and all this other stuff happening. Um, but, you know, as, as good as the AW Academy has, has been doing, a big proponent or whatever, a big reason is the ability is you take a guy that is doing well or learning well, and then you throw him in there with an Eddie Kingston, or you throw him in there with a BJ Whitmer, or you throw him in there with these veterans, and then like a Zack Sabre Jr., and then you know it, it, it helps them learn. You know what I mean? It's like a so now they're they're really, but if they're all those veteran type of guys that are are eaten up, it's like now they're just having matches with each other. Right. It's gonna be that's that's a big concern. It's like. You only like you only learn so much at wrestling school, and then you learn from the veterans in the locker room and wrestling with them and stuff like that. So it's like, it's, what happens? What happens to the industry as a whole? There, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's hard to have growth if you're having the same match with the same guy. All like the that's time. that's cool that Chris Hero can go and wrestle at Evolve and wrestle Evolve guys, but like, sure. How, what, what are they? What are they booking? Ten, ten guys. You know what I mean? Like ten independent guys on a show. So it's like yeah. he can't wrestle them all. So it's like uh, there's gonna need. There's gonna be uh, something is gonna have to give to be able to help drive the industry forward or- with a surge in the wrestling industry and potentially a surge in the interest in it. You're gonna have this whole group and generation of kids kind of growing up again and be on and on oh yeah i want to be a pro wrestler or a kid who's 17 is going to turn 18 like yeah this is what i want to do and, and you could have a surge in but that surge uh, isn't going to pay off like for like and that's what five i'm saying to 10 to 15 years you're you're still stuck even if even if let's say you had 30 signups for the aiw academy you know six months from now because people are, are so interested in wrestling to your point well, well, now what the hell do you do with these kids? Because everybody that they would learn from is, is gone, and that it's tough. You know what I mean? And it's like, look at like, look at the guys that 
like a like a Kevin Owens, okay? Like how long did he wrestle? You know, like fifteen years on the independence or something. You know right. what I mean? Chris Hero, you know, twenty plus years. None of them were who they were three years in. Right. So it takes a. That's what people don't understand. Like it, it takes a long time, and yet some of these guys have gotten signed at a very quick pace. But it's like, it's, it's something's got got to give here. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like they're they're it's gonna it's this could potentially really hurt the growth of just new wrestlers sounds like duke's gonna have a lot of storylines here in the next uh three to five years no because no, much like tito santana and honky tonk man i'm not 40 years old anymore <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you're gonna get a big offer no i'm uh, i'm not counting on that i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing the day job and okay so Here's another thing that, you know, just is also kind of happening that I've experienced, you know, getting, uh, having talks with certain guys and stuff. Like, say you are, like, say you're one of those guys that's been wrestling for a long time and you have not gotten an offer. It's causing a lot of, like, mental, like, anguish on a lot of guys right now because it's like, Hey, I've been doing this for a while. I've been doing it at a pretty good level. And it's like, if you're one of those guys that is not getting an offer, it's fucking, it's having like a really bad impact on guys like men, like mentally. Like I've gotten some text messages from people and it's like, I don't know what to say because it's like, yeah, like you're, you are good, but I don't know if you're going to be hundred thousand dollar contract. Good. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know. And then it kind of becomes, should I keep doing this? Exactly, and it becomes well, like, what if, else do I do? And it becomes like kind of like an ant, like an anti. What is it like anti motivator? Like what's the opposite? Is that demotivator? Demotivator. There you go. Yeah. That's what you're here for. And uh, so you know that's that's another thing that's happened. There's like there's so much going on that like it's like it's it's so hard to analyze. Well, and and. The flip side of that is a lot of those guys who maybe they weren't signed before, uh, but they're good enough, but it was an age thing. To your point of this younger grouping being signed up very quickly at any you know quick show of solid talent, they these other promotions need somebody of veteran status for those guys to work with and still develop. So you might have some of them, you know, Grabbing some of these older guys just well, so I mean, they look have them like to work with. AEW signed like, signed Billy Gunn. You right. know what I mean? Just for that, you know, like, uh, like uh, you know, it, there's just like you know, uh, there's like a Chris Hero signing, I guess, for uh, for NXT. I mean, he's he's an older guy who's out there for such a long time. Yeah, he's like a kind of like a you know, he's probably like a player coach. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, so like that's another thing that they're gonna sign like assets like that are going to get signed up you know what i mean so it's like all the independent wrestling promoters are just kind of sitting here like okay like what are we going to do because like you can't make a plan like you know you can't make a plan for for two months from now you know what i mean like so it's like making a plan right now has to be harder than it was like two years ago than it was like four years ago you can make a plan but it's not going to be with the people that you wanted to make it with right so it's like you know i got like I'm trying to book like attractions. Like this is how I'm doing it. Is like we we have dates through June, and I'm trying to book like one attraction that I feel is not is still going to be available in the next you know five months. I'm trying to book an attraction for every date that we have, and then I'm going to fill in the blanks when I can figure out how to fill in the blanks. I've been off uh, Twitter for about a couple hours now. Has AEW signed uh, New Jack yet? <laughs> I don't know if I want to go down that road. I don't think that's an attraction road I want to go down. <laughs> so, I mean, not just yourself. We obviously are already taking this time off. Well, before I even ask that question, the other the other thing, too, is then the basis of this podcast is you create a card. We're supposed to have a show. Well, the card is going to change. That's a whole other impact to this, too is now you don't have a bunch of guys to pull from. Well, and that's why we're doing this thing like the AW talent tryout, you know what I mean? And 
February. You know, it's like maybe there are some diamonds in the roughs that are out there, you know, that yeah. just haven't been able to get. Well, you can't be aware of every promotion that exists in the U.S. But I sometimes mean, sometimes you need to put yourself out there so that those guys will come to you. But I mean, like it's pretty like uh, talent is talent. You know what I mean? Sure. And like uh, sometimes there could be a, there might be a guy that's like the greatest wrestler in the world, but like he just hasn't gotten on the right and show. In North Dakota, yeah, and nobody, right. you know, that's nobody what I'm saying. knows who yeah. he is. So I mean, that's I why you hated I, the phrase "diamond in the rough." Me? Yeah. No, I never said that. Oh, it's not me. Somebody else I'm thinking of. Not me, brother. <laughs> it's not me either. But, uh, so, you know, that's why we're doing stuff like that. Like, I'm trying to be proactive and at least... Yeah. Have some, you know, like, try, you know? If, uh... If you're... Let's say you're sitting down in a, in a panel of promoters. Do you kind of sit there and advise them, like, yeah, hey, guys, uh, maybe we should all take the next couple months off just to see how this thing shakes out? No, I mean, because at that point, it's just that's just you waving the white flag already. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I just wanted to take. We always take this. Thing. I wanted to take January off. We didn't take it off last year because Ray Row. But, like, yeah. I just I, I wanted a breather just to have a breather, you know? Well, there's a number of reasons to take January off as well. For us. Especially living yeah. in the Northeast. Weather is so unpredictable. So you book a show, snowstorm hits, half your card's gone, half the crowd doesn't want to come. And that's happened before with you guys. Yeah. As well, January's a tough bag as well because you have – yeah, exactly. That's what I just said. Everybody just spent all their money on the holidays. Yeah, they need that month or so to catch back up and, and reset themselves. Yeah, plus from our perspective, though, you have Hell on Earth, which is – there's a lot of – I won't say everything culminates, but there's a lot of there's some mid year culmination at Hell on Earth, mm-hmm. and then usually once we get going again is when we start. You start the build to absolution. rounding out. You know, starting to see absolutions take shape. You know, and that's usually in February. And it's like March. you can't even you can't even I can't even no. do that. Yeah. No, you know, like I can't. Yeah. I have no plan at there's all. Just, there's so much uncertainty as as John was saying with guys getting signed, guys having exclusives. Who's going to be where? Who's going to show up where? No one knows. And, like, the venue thing threw a fucking wrench and everything. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, Ethan Page has been a regular for fucking years. Well, by the time I got the dates ironed out, he had been booked already for every single one of the dates. So it's like, you got to deal with that, too. You know, like, there's more promotions running, and there's less guys like an Ethan Page available right now to where, you know, he's... He's going to get eaten up quick, and he did, you know? And, like, um, that's this is just kind of the beginning of how this is all going to play out. Is it is it helpful that all this is coming to light at the very beginning of the year? If there, if you had to pick a time to find all this out? Uh, you know, I, I had heard about it before, uh, but, you know, the more... And, like, I guess maybe I'm privy to stuff a little bit more in advance than is reported maybe i don't know you have sources i do have some sources rumor thorn but uh you know it's uh i don't you know what i mean you can't prepare for it as much as you could sit here and say you're like how can you prepare how can you be prepared for uh you know mjf and joey janela getting you know huge ass contract offers in you know the beginning of January, or Britt Baker, you know what I mean, or right. you know what I mean. Who who know who knows who else? This is a random thought I had too. Uh, oh, obviously, AEW is going to be all tight with uh, pro wrestling tees. I'm assuming. Yeah, I've, yeah. I mean, yeah, Young Bucks, pro wrestling tees, all that. So everyone has their downside guarantees plus their pro wrestling tees stores, which per shirt like pay way the fuck more than the <laughs> WWE fucking shirt sale. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, so now that's like fucking kind of nuts too. Now we're getting into a whole thing to where like, who knows if AEW absorbs all of that income and then you get a percentage. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know because uh, we have seven dollars versus like, we don't, you know, fucking twenty eight cents. Or like, if you can't release a shirt anymore and it's all got to be through the AEW store. Because you know I doubt I mean? AEW is going to look at that and say, "Well, we don't." We don't need any of that money. You I mean, guys, way to also you guys keep save doing what you're doing. Fucking uh, paychecks, though. I mean, I'd say. But like, dude, if you get seven billion dollars, like, who gives a fuck about paying a guy seven dollars? You know what I mean? Because like, if you can take more, it's gonna it's gonna help you out in the long run. You're gonna facilitate. Yeah. 
like continuation. Like of as much as they have a lot of money, they're gonna want to see return on investment. Oh yeah. So it's like, who knows though? Like you just brought up an interesting thing. I don't know, you know, and like. Because if everyone sure- gets keep that, then like that right there, and then getting TV exposure on top of that with uh, <coughs> fucking, if they do like a pro wrestling tease like tie-in, I could be like some major bucks. For I mean, them. let's just like like. Let's just, wait and see let's just put things in perspective. Like, like Joey Janela and the Duke probably are coming in at the same net worth right now. You know what I mean? Like, I still make more money than he does. I don't know. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah, we don't know what he makes. We don't know. You I know, know what I make. So I'm holy gonna, shit. I'm gonna go holy especially if he gets pro wrestling team. Guys, going? I know I said I'd never leave, but uh, I just got a text. Someone's starting a new company. They're partnering with uh, the TikTok app. I don't know what the fuck it's, you're uh, talking called- about. Like Guys, great tavern? wrestling. Steve Guy. What's up? Fucking double crossing Thor. Starting your own goddamn promotion. Oh. Working angles. It's fucked up, man. But yeah, I mean, so this is just a lot of like speculation, I guess, on this podcast and unknown and uncertainty. But, uh, you know, that's that's really, you know, the thought process that's going on right now. And uh, I'm sure I am not the only one that is sitting here. <coughs> With no fucking idea what to do. I mean, I'm yeah. not sure what the color scheme is for GGW, but I will bleed them. Shut the fuck Appreciate up. Appreciate that. He's really running with this ball. <laughs> not sure where he's going with it, but he's running with it. You and me worldwide. See, you, you, you move even closer to him, and that's what happens. I guess. <laughs> you get sucked into that world, yeah. that weird nebula that he, he lives he in. He starts to feel a loyalty to you. He just senses that you're in the general area. And he's like, yeah, we're going to make this work. Well, no, because you also, uh, I mean, I didn't know it was you until tonight. But, yeah, well, you're ready to bring out the Fleetwood Mac uh, incidental uh, recording uh, budget that uh, I need. You know, in the 70s, they used to have, like, you know, some, like, money tucked aside for certain uh, products so I, that uh, artists uh, could uh, record better. I got them at a good rate. Say that. I agree. This is taking a turn. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Like, like, at any rate, look, a lot of sure what's going a on. Lot of, uh, a lot of a lot of you turn. out there were asking us questions, and uh, you know, it's hard to obviously sit there and tweet back to you or uh, message or even on a, a comment on a post. So, uh, hopefully, this summed up what we know, which essentially is nothing. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like you know, everyone asks a lot of questions. It's like nobody knows how this you is going to play out. You know, like. Some people say one thing, other people say another thing, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, uh, you, you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dig too hard on, you know, and be like, Hey, what does your contract say? Oh, you yeah, know what so I mean? You like, don't want to put them in weird situations. It's, you know, it's all, it's all new. You know what I mean? Like we just gotta, we gotta wait and see. Yeah. So, uh, that'll do it here on this episode of the card is going to change for the Duke oh, shit. for worldwide. For Dom Greeny. I just got fired. He's Ran still running with it. Company already folded. Ran your mouth a little too much. Uh, for John Thorne. <laughs> he went back to your old tweets. They had to let you go. Yeah, well, you know, the shoot interview's coming, Pally. I didn't sign an NDA. My name's Steve Guy. See you in hell, we'll, Steve Guy. We'll talk to you guys next week here on AIW's The Card Is Going to Change. I don't know what that was all about. <laughs>